Welcome in, everybody. It is another episode of Scarves and Spikes, international break. I don't know which one edition because it feels like this season has been so choppy. Edition. Yeah, it's been back and forth. Uh, Atlanta gets gets it going and they have a couple matches and then there's a break and and we're back at it again. Decision days early up. fall edition because there's a late fall edition too, right? Yes, there That's is. Right in November. Like and right, right now we're in Cup. we're in yeah, Georgia's like playoffs, false so. fall, I think. <laughs> I mean, not really. Uh, I mean, it's like in mid with well, the mid high 70s here. I don't know what yeah. it was in Ohio. It's um, beautiful. 60s. 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 Beautiful yeah, is what it is. So it's hockey jersey weather. I love it. Yes. Also, by the way, a very special day. We're in our 40 something episode. Somebody else who is also 40 something. <laughs> As of today, <laughs> it's Tommy. Happy birthday. Ooh, Look at that. I brought you. something special. Are you ready for this? No, no. Oh, this is cool. Are you ready? Yeah. Confetti. That now was I awesome. My, I know it was cool, wasn't it? Make the kids clean it up. Make the kids I'm clean it up. <laughs> Look at that. Now we're gonna have shiny stuff for the rest of this episode. Yeah. But well, thank you. You're welcome. I, you know, we we applaud your efforts at scarves and spikes. I made it um, to 41, so that that's all that matters. Yes. No more kidney stones. No more. No more. No more shingles else you had going on. Nope. Nope. Maybe so. not. <laughs> don't. We'll don't, see. Don't put that evil on him, Ricky Bobby. Right. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> So how y'all doing? Um, yeah, doing good. It feels weird. It always feels weird, like when there's a break. This is just a weird time, right? Like the last match of MLS is October twenty first. You have this nice big break between the last time Lady United played and when they play FC Cincinnati. So it just feels weird the timing. I mean, FIFA. I mean, they don't have anything. They can't do anything about it right now, obviously, um, because these schedules are made at totally different times. But I feel like there could have been some give and take between MLS and FIFA just to make sure that you know, these dates are a little more compressed or closer together. But it is what it is. But scheduling yeah, feeling good. I was going to say scheduling has to get better. Right, like you have a huge matchup this weekend. Right, there's one matchup. It's with Nashville and Philadelphia. Right, I think or or New England. New, I don't remember. Let me check. Uh, Let me check. There's Let me one. Check. It's because the it's the two teams were sandwiched in between. There's a game in hand. Um, yeah, Nashville, New England. Yeah, Nashville, New England. Like that's <clears throat> a huge game, right? Like that's it for playoff purposes. This is this is major. And you've got players away on international duty. Like this game should like it's the only one game this week because of international duty, but still, like this is a huge one for the standings for both teams. And it's huge for us because we're gonna know by the time our show next week what we have to do to make sure to avoid the seventh seed. Yeah, and I'll let you not already know that they won't finish at they won't finish any higher than what fifth, I think. Fifth, yeah. So they already know that, and as things stand right now, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. They would play the Philadelphia Union in that best of three. Um, first match in Philly, second match in Atlanta, third match in Philly, if necessary, which feels apropos this time of year uh, for yeah. different reasons. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, um, or one example yeah, right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, 
like you said, Tommy, Lady Knight will kind of learn their fate by next week. But yeah, again, it just feels weird. And I feel like that's one of those things that um, Don Garber is really in Infantino's ear about, along with, you know, other, well, I will say other leagues, but other leagues are scheduled a little bit differently. Like, so we talk about like the match calendar, matching it up with Europe and all of that. This kind of fuel to that fire. But yeah, don't want to just maybe kind of an aside to, you know, some of the other topics going on today. But uh, yeah, again, Atlanta, Philadelphia, you know, if the playoffs began this weekend, I guess. So. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, this is a topic for a different show, a different day, probably in the off season, but I wouldn't be surprised to see MLS probably change things up a little bit next year. You have so many factors like the Apple TV deal, Messi coming in, um, which say what you want to, but if, if anybody's going to change it, it's going to be messy. Right. And it's, I think it, it needs to just fit in a little bit better with some of the international breaks. I always go back to Columbus, Atlanta versus Columbus in the beginning of the season. Right. And Atlanta had momentum going into that match. And then international break, and it's not an excuse because Columbus also had a lot of folks out as well, but it just messes up so much momentum. And it really, really messed up Atlanta for that one. 6-1 loss up in Columbus was terrible. But, uh, you know, hopefully now that the Kings have been worked out with the Apple deal, you've got Messi settling in. They didn't make the playoffs. Miami didn't. And so they're going to be coming back around and, uh, you know, next season's the new season to kind of see where they can fine tune some things. I can't believe we're still having the playoffs without Messi. Like, why don't we just cancel? I know. I was, <laughs> was going to ask: Are you guys relieved about um, Atlanta or not Atlanta? Um, Messi not being in the playoffs, Miami not being in the playoffs. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I, I'm kind of indifferent. I um, I'm a little bit indifferent. I. I I'm sure MLS would have been just off the chains excited to see Messi and Miami in the playoffs just based on where they've been, you know, where they've come from. But it's not going to happen. So kind of a bum deal for MLS and Apple, really. But I don't know. I'm interested in how you guys feel about it. Indifferent, are you guys? As an Atlanta fan, I would be perfectly fine if Atlanta never had to play Messi ever. (laughs) And that's just a big, you know, knock of respect to Messi. Like, he's a great player. He's going to come on the field. He's going to change things. Um, unless it's turf. Unless it's turf. Unless Or, or he had pizza the night before. Right. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, you know, I love that Messi's in the league. But as an Atlanta fan, I don't want to have to play against Messi. Period. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy they're not in. Uh, also, Atlanta's got to handle their own business in front of them, which right now would be Philly. And that's not going to be easy. So at the end of the day, you might not have ever made it to play against Miami. But I don't care what team you are. I think you should be happy that you don't have to worry about that potential in the playoffs. Yeah. No, I agree. What do you think, Tommy? I'm fine. I don't care. Fine with it. Messi's, <laughs> if Messi's not there, whatever. Like, that's it is. His time will shine next year, right? As long as he stays healthy, right? Uh, I mean, that's obviously a huge part of it. And the MLS schedule is condensed, right? I mean, people have been complaining about that for the past couple of weeks. How does that change? You know, you know, you're, you're getting these older guys, right? But these older guys can't hold up, as I say, as I turn 41. Uh, but <laughs> you you get tired quicker, right? And you're, and you're more sustainable to injuries. And that's going to be 
part of this is is they're going to have a lot of load management throughout the season, and I'm interested to see how they treat him going into next year. You know how how they're going how many times they're going to play him because that's that's what yeah. it's going to be. It, that's what's going to be interesting. I'm going to be funny if they you know somehow make Miami not have as you know many midweek games just to to keep him keep him healthy. You know, and the the rumors that kept popping up right were. Which I think it's so funny. I, I, I still to this day think if I could just come up with a, a halfway decent, believable, messy rumor, I could make it big on Twitter or whatever. But like the whole thing pops up about, oh, he's going to go to Barcelona on loan, or he's going to go to Saudi Arabia to close out his career. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't understand where this stuff comes from. It's just like MLS haters. Uh, MLS haters too. That's true. Yeah. And face it, the entire world except the United States are MLS haters, right? Yeah. Th- that's what they are. Unless you have to go buy the MLS package to go see Messi play. Then all of a sudden they're like, all right, we'll pay the money to see him play. Uh-huh. But the entire world hates MLS. So they're gonna. these rumors are going to be flying all off season. Messi unhappy, they didn't make the playoffs. Whatever. Well, the best thing for Messi right now is to have four months off, I think. Right? I mean, go do your international duties, you know. Everything with that Miami's going, I think to Asia, right? If I'm not mistaken, or that's the Galaxy. Who is it? Somebody's going to Asia. Um, but anyway, one of the MLS teams that recently announced they've got uh, some some friendlies that were they were eliminated from the playoffs, and so they're going to Asia for a couple of friendlies. I thought it was Miami. I, for some reason, I, th- I thought I said like I thought Miami's name was in there, but <clears throat> yeah, I can because I'm getting confused with some of the ones they threw out in South America as well, but. At the end of the day, he needs to rest. I mean, he's been going nonstop, more or less, since before the World Cup a year ago, almost. So, I think if you're a Miami fan, like, you want him to rest. Don't go anywhere. Just go relax in Miami (laughs) with your family. Go to the beach a little bit. Heal back up. And then come February, dive right back into it. But he needs needs a break. Same thing with Yorgos Yagamakis with us. I mean, we've had that conversation. He's been playing soccer nonstop for almost two years now because of the way the schedules have worked out. Got to yeah. give him a break. Well, he won't get one this week because nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to kind of transition yeah, so uh, to the international sure. break. We got the international duty stuff but really quick before we do that. Scarvesandspikes.com. Y'all go check it out. That's our website. We got our articles up. We got all of our shows that post there. Uh, afterwards, we have a very special guest tonight coming on shortly. Bradley Wright Phillips, as many of you may know for various reasons, obviously MLS 360 is his most recent venture, but he was a part of the, uh, honestly, what I feel like was one of the the actual Darby's rivalries that Atlanta had going back to their beginning in 2017 through what, 2019, I probably argue with yeah. the Rebels. Yeah. He was a big part of that. He um, was a great Rebels, guy. Then. Hated him. Yeah, yeah. That that hate hasn't quite left yet, but right. Um, eh, I, I don't care about them anymore. It's not as bad as it was. I mean, the the pandemic definitely like put a reset button on a lot of stuff for sure. But um, yeah, so he'll be on. And also, if you're not signed up already, uh, scarves and well, patreon.com slash scarves and spikes. Go check it out. Sign up. Get our insider content. Other things we have going on. Go Play off watch parties. Yes, watch parties, which are super fun. Lots of yeah. fun. Uh, we'll be having some more of those here in the postseason. Hopefully, more than than we think. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, go get you some at stickers least one. on the website. At least at least one. At least one. Yeah. But hopefully, lots more. No, excited to have Rattley on. I mean, 
obviously people think of him as you know Red Bulls, but really one of the premier voices in the league and really excited to hear what he has to say about the league as a whole. And yeah, even the side of Red Bull, so excited to pick his brain. So, Sydney, you did an article over on DirtySouthSoccer.com as well. Um, but we have some call-ups for international duty during this yeah. break. And you rounded up where you can go see everybody. There's six, right? There's six players for Atlanta United. Five, five and a half because um, Almada is going to be with, uh, I think, the U22s, U23s or something like that. So I don't think he'll be with this. I think so. That's what I was told in the comments. Um, so I think he's playing with some friends with the Olympic team. But, um, you know, the big ones uh, from a big picture standpoint um, – Comfortable qualifying is going on right now in South America. So, a bronze with Peru. They'll be playing Chile on Thursday. And Argentina, they'll be hosting Argentina on the 17th. Um, so, those are on Fanatas. Or Fanatas. I'm not, I've not heard of that. Fanatas. Yeah, Fanatas. So, yeah, sign up for that. Um, I think they have some packages. Um, Argentina, of course, uh, and Comfortable qualifying. Again, Almada will be with the senior team. Messi, of course, will. Um, Paraguay on Thursday, Peru again on the 17th. I don't know. I, so real quick, I think I, according to Atlanta's press release, he's going to the senior team because they're okay. playing Paraguay and Peru, right? Okay. So I think I think he will yeah. be there. Okay. So, um, yeah, that match against Paraguay, of course, Thursday um, on VIX, um, or VIX, I think is pronounced, or either in the Verso or Telemundo, I think, either one of the two. Um Yakimakis, Lobjanitsa are participating in Euro qualifying. Um, Yakimakis is playing against Ireland on the 13th. That's on Fubo. Um, they host the Netherlands on the 16th. That's on FS2. Both of those matches at 2.45 Eastern time. So Ireland on the 13th on Fubo and the Netherlands at home on the 16th. Both 2.45 starts on Fubo only, and then FSC respectively. Lotto Nietzsche will be playing just the one European qualifier, Euro 2024 qualifier on the 15th. It's at 9 a.m. Eastern time against Cyprus. Uh, but Georgia also hosts Thailand in the friendly on October 12th, and didn't see any streaming information on that. Um, and then United States, Miles Robinson with the U.S. team. Big matches coming up against two teams that have been in World Cups recently. Germany on the 14th, Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, TNT, Telemundo, and Peacock on, in Spanish. Um, and then Ghana on the 17th in Nashville at Geodis, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, kickoff, TNT Universo, and Peacock streaming in Spanish. And then Wiley is with the U23 national team, the Olympic national team against Mexico um, tonight or on Wednesday or yesterday if you're listening to the podcast, Wednesday night if you're listening to the podcast. And then against Mexico and then Japan on the 17th, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Didn't see any streaming information on that. I think sometimes those matches are on YouTube. Yeah. It's kind of hit and miss. So I'll check out their um, social media. Um, x.com slash usynt they may have a link up there but yeah that's the um, those are the players that will be um, on international duty for Atlanta United so 
check them out and see what they're up to. Be safe. Be safe. Be yeah, healthy. Don't, get inter- <laughs> don't run laps after the game if exactly. the coach tells you. The go run thing. laps after the game. Don't don't do it. Just say no. I was gonna say the same thing. But um no the Going back to the national team, the U.S. Men's National Team, these are big matches because now obviously they don't have qualifying. They don't have to qualify for a World Cup. So, U.S. soccer is trying to schedule these big matches. Germany, you know, obviously is a massive team. They've kind of fallen on hard times just a little bit. They've had a managerial change. They just sacked Hansi Flick um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Um, and then got a, you know, a World Cup team. Um, a team that has come out of AFC several times and qualified for World Cup. So, yeah, big matches for them coming up and big matches for Caleb with the Olympics coming up in the summer in Paris. So, hopefully he does well, impresses the staff down over there and Phoenix where both of those matches will be played against Mexico and Japan. But, yeah. So, and then, so of maybe. course... Go ahead. I said, then, of course, Commonwealth qualifying and Euro qualifying for the others, but... Yeah. That's all I had. To me... I think, man, guys, the the allergies are killing me. If y'all can't tell in my voice, um, <laughs> Caleb Wiley, though, to me is out of out of this whole group, the one I think I'm most excited about. And I wish there was it was easier to watch, but you know he he is likely going to be a very crucial part of that Olympic squad going into next year. And you know you look back at the most recent Olympics and and COVID just completely threw everything off in Japan. Um, they had to have it, you know, the next year. It was just kind of a weird situation. But this is an opportunity for Caleb Wiley to go out and really put himself on the world stage. You know, I think in some some ways, maybe the the Olympics are looked at as like the redheaded stepchild of the World Cup. But at the same time, like these are these are guys that are coming up, going into their prime, that are competing against still the best teams in the world in one of the biggest sporting events in the world. And, you know, our, our guy here from Atlanta is, is going to be a big part of that. And he has been a big part of that. So this is, this is the first time they've qualified for the Olympics. It's 2008, by the yep. way, which is um, wild. Yeah, exactly. The audit could qualify for 2018 because of course that's in LA, but yeah, big deal. They haven't been to the Olympics in a while. So they won the U twenty Concacaf Championship down in Honduras this summer. So yep. congrats to them, of course. And again, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you know, I want to see why they ball out. Well, I don't know if we'll see him because there's no streaming information or anything like that. Maybe we'll catch some highlights, which but, is basically uh, yeah. what you had to do for the World Cup. Catch some but, uh, <laughs> have to keep creating more uh, streaming services like you just named off like all these you want to watch all the games you got to have three different streaming services to, <laughs> or to more. watch them all it, it, it gets ridiculous at this point yeah it's about cable at this time right <laughs> right, right? <laughs> so all right perfect timing to kind of wrap that little bit up um, we're going to dive right into it because uh, Bradley he is on a little bit of a time crunch so we're going to get him in He's got a he's got a kid to go handle at soccer practice, and uh, we're gonna chat. We're gonna talk about some Atlanta. We're gonna talk about MLS. We're gonna talk about the Red Bulls. And we're gonna have a good time. So, with Let's that being said, without further ado, welcome, Mister Bradley Wright Phillips. How are you? What's up, lads? How are you guys? 
Doing well. Good. Hey, hey Braley. Good to have you. you right? You said one kid. There's three of them I've got to deal with, man. Three? Oh, oh. <laughs> you're like me. Yeah, I'm struggling, man. I do. I, I get it. I totally get that. Hopefully the weather's much better up there than, than it is down here. It's terrible right <laughs> no, it's now. It's not too bad. It's not too bad, to be fair. Nice. So, um, we're, look, we're going to dive right into it, but I, really quick, I got I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh, man. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Um, One sec, before you go, before you yeah. go, before you go. Anything I've done on the pitch that was like a, a alter ego. If I heard your feelings, <laughs> I said anything. Fair enough. Not the real brand. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, um, no, so sorry. so 2019. Okay. I, I had to go back and double check because I, I've been thinking about it since they said you were coming on. Which, by the way, like shout out to you for real for coming onto an Atlanta United podcast as an ex Red Bulls player no <laughs> during problem, the. Um, 2019, man, you, you came down to Atlanta and you played Atlanta to a 3-3 draw here in the bins. And, oh, and yeah. you were the one that scored the, at the time, it was the go-ahead goal in stoppage time. That was the first time I had ever been down to the field in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, yeah. So I got to watch you and get very angry with you. <laughs> that goal. And I was so mad. And then it ended up being a draw. One of the best games, yeah. I think, for a neutral that year. But I just got to say, man, that day, I was a little frustrated with you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. My bad. Hey, do you know what? You said it, though. That game for me, like, since I, since I played in the MLS, that's one of the most enjoyable. Just the atmosphere, just up and down, so many different things, drama, good players on both sides. It was a really good game to be involved in. Yeah, that was a, that was a wild one. And then the atmosphere, I mean, that was one that they had the whole, the whole place open. It was 70, you know, 1,000 people or whatever. Uh, it was crazy, man. Uh, you yeah. know what? I'm, I'm never captain. I, I never looked at myself as captain material, but that day I was captain, so I had an extra pep in my step, and I was, I was up for that game, man. Well, you, you got us, man. You, you kept the, you yeah. kept that streak alive with the Red Bulls. Y'all had, y'all had Atlanta's number, man. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna talk about Atlanta. We'll, we'll talk about the Red Bulls and everything else. But um, your, your most recent venture with MLS. You've, you've yeah. been doing it now for almost a whole season, but. Now that you've been covering the entire league, what storylines and teams have kind of stood out to you this year? Um, Cincinnati, because we know how they've been in previous years, you know, wooden spoon team. But to see the progress they've made in uh, well, this season is it, unbelievable. It's not easy to do. I've been in the locker room and it's, it's not easy to just change your fortunes. And it's not as easy as, OK, let's just be good now. You know, a lot of work goes into that. So you've got to give credit to to Pat Noonan and, and the staff and the players because it's been unbelievable. And then obviously St. Louis, Bradley Carnell's doing a, an amazing job. I'm one of the idiots that had them finishing 14th because <laughs> why not, right? It was lazy of me to to go like, um, to predict that, but why not? It's an expansion team. Right. We didn't really know any of the players, um, but they've done a, they've done an excellent job down there. And also like, like yourself, you guys have a great atmosphere. St. Louis have an amazing atmosphere. It's one place, you know, since I retired, I, I looked, uh, games on the weekend, I'm like, I'd love to play there. I'd love to be on the away team, but, you know, like, I'd love to play there. It, it looks amazing. And then, not because I'm on your podcast, but you guys are, are fun to watch. Uh, one thing about Atlanta, I loved, and um, I love playing against that team because you never know what's going to happen. Always exciting attackers. Um, you won't be happy, but you concede goals. So for the neutral, it's, it's a fun team to watch. Really, really good team to watch. Um, but I'd say those surprises and, and teams, I'd say, yeah, St. Louis, Cincinnati. Um, yeah, they're the biggest two for me. Yeah, it kind of leads into the question I had. Um, you already talked about Cincinnati. Um, 
top of the league supporter shield winners this year. I mean, went to the playoffs last year. Um, St. Louis right off the bat being good, just the atmosphere they've built. Um, any teams that have done better than you thought they do? I mean, you mentioned you picked St. Louis kind of bottom of the table, but any teams yeah. that have outperformed what you thought they'd do, and then any teams that have been surprising in the way that you know they kind of struggled this year in your eyes? Yeah, uh, let's start with a struggle. I think Red Bull. Red Bull, obviously, near and dear to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's my it's my team, you know what I mean? I think they've, they've underachieved this year. Um, nobody at the club will be happy with how it's looked. They're still in with a chance of making a play also. That's a good thing. But yeah, that's a t- that surprised me that, you know, it took so long to get going. Um, but a team that's done well, that surprised me, I'd say... Um, who's up there? Do you mind if I cheat and look at the table? You know, before absolutely. You know the MLS. We've got a million teams in this in this league. <laughs> yeah. Um, Orlando. Honestly, I wouldn't say surprise, but the the consistency. Yes, it's it's a good team, but the consistency. Every week, I was a little bit of a hater. I was, you know, no, nah, they won't. You know, they won't carry on. They won't keep going. Orlando and Houston. What I like about those teams is similar to St. Louis. Is that it's a collective. In, in MLS of over the years, we got used to big stars running the show. And when I look at those teams, yeah, Houston, they have a Herrera, but it's a collective performance every week. They're not just relying on one person. And, and Orlando are the same. They get different goal scorers. They bring in a rookie. Duncan Maguire, is, what a player he's going to be. I think if he stays in this league, he'll, you'll see him in the goal scoring charts for years to come. Um, so Orlando and Houston are, are big surprises for me. Yeah, I agree. McGuire, definitely, you know, really classy player. And yeah. I think Orlando found the star in him. Um, I kind of want to tag off what you said. So we had somebody on, you know, just recently who, you know, full well, Steve Kendralosi. And yeah. talking about Red Bull and you know, how they kind of struggled this year. It, it still got half a chance to make the playoffs this season to extend that streak. But as an outsider, as someone who's, you know, you've obviously played with one of your club legends, right? Um, as someone who now is on the outside looking in as a member of the press and as, I guess, sort of a neutral, so to speak, what's yeah, kind of... I am a neutral. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but I guess, what's kind of gone wrong for them? I mean, they've not performed the same way they have in previous years. I mean, this was one of the teams that were top of the table, near the top of the table, year in, year out. I mean, what's kind of gone wrong for them in your eyes? Um, yeah, looking in, um, I hate I hate going this route because I was a forward. And this isn't that one person, you know, this the team. When I played and scored goals, it was because of the team. We had a way of playing and chances, you know, chances were easier to come by because we had that way of playing. I'd say the defence for Red Bull have been really good. It's uh, top half um top half of the table performance from the defence, you know, um, from the team on a whole. But it's just the, the strikers haven't showed up, you know, throughout the season. And it's cliche, but to win games, you need you need goal scorers. You need, you know, someone that puts the ball in the back of the net consistently. I know the talent's there. They just, for, for one reason or another, they just haven't been able to put it together. And I think that's cost them throughout the season. So I had a question for you about Atlanta, but... I just I have to ask this question because I go on rants about it all the time. But as somebody who played in this league for quite some time and and recently played in this league, what is the big struggle when you're playing away in MLS? And I understand, like obviously the travel, it's it's a lot bigger. It's bigger than you know England or pretty much anywhere in yeah. Europe. Yeah. But it seems like that 
it gets thrown around a lot and I understand like it's not as an, as an excuse, but also there is a valid reason as to why it's not easy to play away. But in your eyes, I mean, Orlando and and Red Bulls this year, two teams that actually have been pretty decent on the road. Most teams aren't, but what is, what's so difficult about it? Tyler, I wish being an expert on the show, I wish I could answer that for you. I'm, I've literally spoke to teammates and be like, how could it be so different? It's the city's grass or whatever. It's white lines, it's two nets. Right. Why is it so different? <laughs> I, I honestly can't put my finger on it, but how obvious it is that, you know, the home team has like such a big advantage is crazy to me. Um, yeah. If I get, an, if I can figure it out, I'll message you, or I'll tweet you or something, but honestly, I don't have the answer. <laughs> I think if you figure it out, man, like let, let us know first. Right. Yeah. There's, a, there's a way to make some kind of money here. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a tough one. It's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah. But let me say this. I do know that like you brought it up. I do know I struggled with the travel. I'm talking about living in New Jersey and traveling to, you know, to Vancouver. These are hours, then time difference. Um, it does play a part. I don't know if that's the reason, but it does play a part. So, I can definitely see that. Yeah. So, and again, I know we, we could have that conversation for the rest of the night, honestly. But, um, all right. So, kind of pivoting a little bit back to Atlanta, being part of the 360 crew and everything else, what has kind of been y'all's conversation? Because Atlanta has has been like all over the place this season. This I don't think yeah. it's a secret. Uh, the summer transfer window was good. But amongst you guys – what have y'all's conversations been like about Atlanta throughout the season? It's in the earlier in the season, it was, I feel Miles Robinson got injured. So it was, you know, when he's, when he's playing and fit, you know, there's stability at the back. Um, the biggest conversation points have really been not conceding goals because it's clear you can score goals. You have one of the best number nines, uh, one of the best number tens in Thiago Armada. So you have those attacking pieces, you sign silver, Mayumba shored things up in the midfield. Sabra on the other side. So you have all the attacking threats. It's just, try, don't concede so easy. It felt like everything was just based on attacking and there was no balance. You know, it's just like basketball almost. And it's fun, like I said, for the neutral. But if you're, if you're in the playoffs, that has to, you have to shore up things at the back. If you want to win games, you're going to have to learn how to win 1-0 and, and keep clean sheets. And for me, that's my full process when I look at Atlanta. And that's, yeah, really been the conversation. How do you guys see that? Well, um, so for me, I mean, and I th- we talk about it week in and week out, right? But I think this team, and it's not just been this year, but this team has been so leaky defensively. And last year, going back to 2022, I mean, you had the injuries, which were definitely a big factor. But this team seemed like they couldn't catch a break. They were so unlucky. And if they made a mistake, which they did, they got punished on every single mistake in the worst yeah. way. Yeah. And they've gotten better but they're still conceding goals left and right. I mean, it's better than it was in 2022. And I see Tommy, like you're there shaking your head, but um, <laughs> it, it's, it's better than it was, but it feels like that is the big missing piece to make this team a complete, like actual playoff team. You know, if they could yeah. just shore up that defense and it, it feels like a shame because they do have one of the best defenders in the league right now in miles Robinson, yeah. who's yeah. probably on his way out. So unfortunately yeah. it feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, the mentality yeah, just isn't there really in yeah. the back. Exactly. It's the mentality. You can have Miles Robinson, but if – and I'm not saying it is, but if you, you just value attacking, then Miles Robinson is it's hard to defend like that. You, know? you need players in front of you that are disciplined to make his job easier. So 
I just think it's very focused on attacking. And like I said, I enjoy watching you. Like Atlanta, uh, Columbus, fun teams to watch. But also Columbus are another team that they will concede goals because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of their, a lot of their ideas are about attacking and, and sometimes it costs you. And it just happened this past weekend, right? They just allow a last minute goal to Miles. Yep. Yep. Exactly that. So Atlanta, the Red Bulls, 2017, 2019. Obviously, it was, I think for most fans, this was the rivalry, right? Like people tried to make Orlando, Atlanta happen. Yeah. There were some good games. But you knew when you were getting into Atlanta Red Bulls, it was going to be physical. There was going to be hockey scrums after yeah. any time the ball went out. Jeff Lorenowitz is throwing players to the ground after the <laughs> <Jeff> play. Lorenowitz. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Uh, it was yeah. it was just you you knew that that game was was going to be the the must watch game right and it felt so, like that yeah and then and then the playoffs happened right then then you guys get into the conference finals and it's this is it this is the, one of these teams are going to MLS cup going into that series how did the red bulls feel because atlanta never beat you before no yeah do you know what i would always say and i'll speak personally i hate stats like that i hate playing a team throughout the season you get the better of them most of the time. And then when it comes to a play, it's, it's hard. If, if one of me or you, me and you, Sydney, you look like you'll beat me up. But if we, have, if we have three fights and I get the better of you, the fourth one, you're coming with something. You're coming with... I don't you, think it's so. Not gonna, it's, <laughs> but it's not going to be as easy as the, the, the last one. Do you know what I mean? And going into those games, that's how I felt with Atlanta. I'm like, they're too good to, to, to get by them this easy. I knew it was going to be tough. I feel like, is that the game as well? I had a goal disallowed. Yeah, it was, yes. That was, that was yeah. a big decision. We needed, well, I think it was. It was right a screen. You, they were yeah. saying uh, there was someone screaming. Alex Neal blocked the, yeah. They, yep. So it was close. And, and going into the games against you guys, it was always margins. It was always thin lines. Look, one mistake. And that was, was, I didn't get nervous about many games. But when I played Atlanta United, I was always nervous because you couldn't really make a mistake. Especially Alma Ron and Joseph Martinez, they're just too dangerous. And going into games like that is is worrying for me. I used to think, oh, man, this team. Sorry, I'm I swore there, but I'm, I'm just saying you cannot slip up once because you'll be punished. And yeah, we just couldn't we couldn't get over that hurdle. Still, so, I mean, thanks for bringing that up. Sorry, <laughs> I know it's a little sore subject. Sorry. <laughs> well, we you know, we were just talking about it before we hopped on, like. Philadelphia and Atlanta like could be heading in, into that. Like right now, I think they're, they're, they would play each other in the playoffs and they, yeah. they've had their rivalries, right? Like they've had physical games. They've had the Philly coach talk a lot of trash about Atlanta, about the coach, yeah. about the fans. I mean, so you've got this set and now you could go into a, a best of three playoff series, which I kind of feel like is how the Red Bulls playoff matchup kind of led into physical games, you know, really yeah. didn't have a game that was really important. But then you get into that playoff series. I feel like yeah. Philly is going to be the new the new Red Bulls rivalry going forward. Yeah, I, I see why you think that. I think City, uh, sorry, Philly play a similar way to how Red Bulls, you know, used to play is very physical, fast. Um, deadly on in transitions, so yeah, I see that. Um, and hopefully, because they're both two good teams. But again, if you're talking about Atlanta and the players, that's a team where you're defensively, defensively, you have to be really good because they have attacking pieces that will punish you. Um, that'll be a good one to watch for the neutral. I'm excited to see that if that if it comes to fruition. No, I agree. I think that'll be a good one, and I think there'll be really all kinds of you no know, good playoff matchups and. 
I feel like the East is a little bit more wide open than the West in some respects, maybe outside of Cincinnati and St. Louis, but I can't, can't wait to, can't wait to see it all play out. Um, I do want to ask you, um, of course, 2018, um, when Atlanta met, um, you all, uh, not you all, but met the Rebels in the playoffs, uh, kind of the perception was that, you know, obviously Red Bull had a way of playing that Atlanta just struggled with and may still struggle with to this day with other teams, but the high pressing, like you said, high speed, high octane, energy drink soccer, right? Um, was there a conscious change in tactics from what had worked for that team thus far that season? Or, I mean, how, how did that, how did things play out tactically from your vantage point? Because there's, there's a perception you. say that, say again? No, go on. Sorry, finish. I was going to say, there, there's a perception that you all had been playing the style of soccer, but then it changed. And that's what ultimately did you all in. So I'm curious to get your vantage point. So you're talking to a, a man that has a very poor memory. But I was speaking to someone the <laughs> other day, and um, I feel like in that game, in 2000, we went, I think we sat back a little bit for some reason. I think we sat off. And if you're doing that against a team with the players you had that can move the ball as well, and we, we don't get to set up our pressing moments, yeah, that, I think that was, that's what killed us um, eventually. Because we're a team that we only knew how to high press um, and, and play fast. And whenever we sat back, we found ourselves in problems. And I think that happened to us that year. So it's October 11th. We've got a week left of the regular season. Or a week and a half, I guess, technically. Or a week and a, an, eight, an eighth. Whatever. we got yeah. one game next week. <laughs> yeah. Who's your pick for MLS Cup? Oh, man. You're killing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um... You don't have to say us just because you're on an Atlanta podcast. No, I know. <laughs> you know what? Like I said, I love watching you guys, but I wouldn't say you because it's tough to put your money there. You, you yeah. guys are too risky, man. You're too risky. You're too fun to watch. Agreed. It needs to be. Agreed. I would say Cincinnati because of their home form. I'd say Cincinnati because of their home form. But winning the Shield and winning the MLS Cup is very difficult to do. Very difficult it, to change your mindset, to, to go again. Isn't easy to do. Um, uh, am I am I crazy enough to say St. Louis? They keep surprising. Pretty me, crazy. <laughs> they keep surprising I mean, me. Not as crazy as it was eight months ago, for sure. They just they just keep surprising me. They fear nobody. That would just be too much, though. Surely to come in and then <laughs> surely that would be too much. They I'd they say, really have I'd a way. Say, they really have a way of putting teams to the sword. Don't they? I'm I mean, they, I was watching the Sporting Kansas City match, and if a few minutes, I think it was nil nil, but then all of a sudden it's like three nil, four nil. I mean, they're just they're very relentless. lethal when they get in their way. They're relentless, and they 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 call up they they call upon guys off the bench that sometimes you never heard of. That player comes on, gets a goal. Um, it's yeah, it's tough to say. I would say I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do St. Louis. I can't believe I'm saying this. Houston Dynamo with no nine, with no recognized nine. <laughs> really? That's, that's impressive. Interesting. I don't, honestly, this, I could wake up tomorrow and think something else, but that's just what's coming to my head. That's what's coming to my head. Hey, but well, when, I mean, when you, you wake up, hit it. us up tomorrow with who you think. <laughs> yeah. right. It's going to be two or three completely different teams. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> St. Louis, uh, I mean, I like St. Louis. I love the atmosphere, like you said earlier. 
selfishly, I just they can win it next year. Yeah, but just not this year. <laughs> we, I, I like the fact that Atlanta won it in the second year, and I just want to yeah. be able to hold on to that for as long as I can. I hear you, man. You're like me. You're a hater, too. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, we're going to get get ready to get you out of here because I know you got to go go pick up the, the kiddos. Uh, I got a couple of quick quick questions. One uh, popped up. We had a bunch of people ask some questions on Discord and then here in the chat, uh, getting ready for you to come on. But uh, this one was actually kind of interesting. Um, and before I say my opinion, I'm going to let you answer because I don't, I feel like I've, I've already started off the show being like, Oh yeah. You know, remember that Red Bulls game, yeah. but Dan asking, uh, did you have a rooting interest in, in the Arsenal man city match? Yeah, of course. Listen, Man City, I love with all my heart. That's where I got my break. You know, I made my first team debut. Mm. It was a very different Man City, by the way. This wasn't money Man City. This was think more of a, a West Ham or an Everton. That's, that's what it was like, you know. Um, right. So, yeah, there's a lot of love, but Arsenal is my team. Like, I'm an Arsenal fanatic. Um, if Arsenal lose, my, my weekend's ruined. Just like Tyler. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, my guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, who? So Tommy, who's your team again? Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> United. Go ahead, Tommy. I hate Manchester. United. I hate United. Yeah, but I, I hate him right now too. If, if you said Tottenham, I would have just left this. <laughs> chat. No. I would have left this chat, man. Nah. <laughs> At the right, Phillips dips out on the scrum. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, um, so Arsenal, Arsenal, that's my love. Um, yeah, I wanted them to win. That's something in that's common. I like it. <laughs> um, okay. So this one, this one's, this one's a little random. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but according to the internet, we know how factual the internet is. You are into some EDM grime type music. Is this oh, true? Grime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grime. Listen, there's there's my family, there's football, and then there's grime music. Grime is my, <laughs> I love grime. If I um, if I didn't play football, I'd want to be involved in in the grime industry in some way or form. Um, I love it. It's, I grew up with it. It was um, a bunch of kids like me that, you know, went on pirate radio. They they snuck into you know tower blocks to set up radio rigs and and just get on air just for an hour to to perform to other kids around London. I would like them. And, it's grown so much over the years, but it's, it's a big love of mine. Yeah, that's that's brand. really cool. So awesome. Just to kind of because I, I I know it's a very very English thing, um, but if you could tell the people that watch this, folks that watch this, because it's not just Atlanta. We thankfully have a lot of just MLS folks that watch, but in general, you're gonna go listen to that genre of music. Who are a couple of folks or, or groups or whatever that, that you would recommend? Yeah, I'll tell you to go and listen to um, Skepta, Kano, some of his old stuff, Getz, uh, P Money with a whole OGs. Um, there's so many people. President T, um, Blacks. There's a, there's a lot of artists, Little D. There's, there's so many. AJ Tracy. A lot of these couple of guys you might have heard of, but they've, they've gone mainstream now, but yeah. they're very uh, influential in the grime scene. That's pretty yeah. awesome. But for some, for anyone listening that's interested, just go and check out Roddy Crew, Nasty Crew, um, Boys in the Hood, and Rough Squad, and that will that's from the beginning, and you will know everything you need to know. You can find everything else from there. Sweet. Yeah. So they're gonna yeah. get you on a three hundred and sixty performing at some point. No, no, I retired, man. I retired. <laughs> I've, done, I've done a lot of the mics, and um, it doesn't leave me. 
you know, it's, it's a, it was on my bucket list and now every few months it pops up and it's something I don't like. I, I was very shy to, to rap because I, I come up in an old school era of football. It's you play football, you shut up and play football. Yeah. So doing anything like that was kind of judged and I used to hide that part of my life. And so when it's out, I still cringe a little bit. But, I got you. I yeah. got you. I mean, that's understandable, but yeah. um, no, I appreciate you giving us the 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 scoop, the insight, because I was really curious. I, I was like, oh man, he's in, the, in this kind of music. I just, yeah. I didn't have you pegged for that. Nah, yeah. That's what I mean. I told you when I was on the pitch, I was a different character, you know? Yeah. Different character. <laughs> Alter ego, yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, Bradley, man, we appreciate you coming on. I know you got to go, you got to roll, pick up the kiddos, um, but we absolutely appreciate the insight. You answered, I think, a lot of questions from, from folks about 2018, the, that whole rivalry and everything but uh you're welcome back anytime no good times and listen to you guys keep doing your thing it's really fun being on here you know i like having conversations that don't feel too much like interviews and you guys do that well so shout out to your fans and keep doing your thing and i appreciate you having me on we appreciate it thank you so much no problem man just rest have a good good one bye good stuff man phillips legend I, every time yeah. I saw Joseph scoring goals in the list, yeah, it was him and Bradley. Yeah, I said it earlier. I mean, people you know associate him with the Red Bulls, which is understandable. I mean, one of the best to ever play the sport in MLS from a goal-scoring standpoint. But um, good to get his standpoint and viewpoint on MLS as a whole, you know, just looking at it from the outside in. And, yeah, we'd love to have him back soon. Yeah, 100%. He made a face when we brought up the playoff game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember the disallowed goal, too. Yeah. And he's right. That could have changed that whole game. But we say that about, you know, goals that get called back every every day, right? Like, goals change games. Like he said, it, it's, it goes without saying, but goals, you have to score goals to win games, but goals change games. So, uh, yeah, Dude. like Colonel said, <laughs> as bad as he hurt ATL, nothing but yeah. mad respect for Bradley Wright Phillips. <laughs> good stuff man yeah again yeah just the amount of goals he scored as a whole it, it, i mean it's hard to score it's hard to play in this league it's not easy but uh for him to come over from the uk and just fit right in and build a incredible career for himself stateside you know just hats off to him i'm so happy that he is an arsenal fan i i'm so happy <laughs> we got that in common Get out of here, Todd. I'm sorry, cool. You had your heyday. <laughs> you had your heyday, all right? Arsenal's been struggling, man. Give them something. That was a good game, though, by the way. That Arsenal-Man City game, that was yeah. fun. So, all right. Cool. We have, let's see, we've hit on the international duty and where everybody's going to be at. Um there's not a ton of news, obviously, in terms of like stuff that we're going to focus on. The Academy's playing games. The twos, yeah. they've been done. But you do have some year-end award nominees. Yeah, I saw a comment from Dan. That I kind of want to address it since we're diving into that. They uh, say the players nominated for postseason awards was a little stupid. I'm out in GD for MVP. Only one player per team should be a nominee IMO. So... Uh, the, the year new awards list kind of gets is a little bloated. Um, for example, you saw um, I forget who it was on the list for coach of the year, and it doesn't belong. I think it was Wayne Rooney or something like that. Yeah, uh, for coach of the year. But um, 
I mean, <laughs> that, that's kind of how it is. Um, in fact, I'll just pull up the list right now. It, it, it does get a little bit absurd, just as far as the nominee well, standpoint. While you're doing concerned. that, that's the thing. Like, yeah. what's stupid is Lionel Messi getting nominated for MVP. But what you have to remember, gonna uh, be <laughs> what you have to remember, is this whole process. The team nominates who they want to nominate, right? So, I mean, from Miami's perspective, you can look at it one of two ways. Either A, you're going to nominate the best player in the world because why not? Or B, and I'm, I'm, I know this is, man, if, if our battered Herons friends run here right now, we'd probably be in an argument, but is there anybody else on your team that deserves to be nominated for MVP? Probably not. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. anyway. No, no, but yeah, the nominees, yeah. Like I said, it is kind of silly. Like every team is gonna nominate their coach for coach of the year. It's like a formality. Like you see, Nate's like Wayne Rooney and um, like who else? Christian Latanzio, who Charlotte may barely make the playoffs. Adrian Heath, who got sacked. Um, Vic Cushing, NYC might not be in the playoffs. Greg Vanny, LA didn't make the playoffs. So a little absurd in that in that standpoint. Um, you got players like or. Awards like Young Player of the Year and guys like that, or guys on that list, you know, Almada's included, um, Fadias, uh, Felipe did argue with him or an interview with him on The Athletic. So I personally did check it out, but it might, as soon as, as, soon as the show ends here, um, Duncan McGuire, um, Brad mentioned him earlier, Schulte, the keeper in Columbus. Some names that really stand out, Caleb's on the list too. Um, Tiago's on the list. So awards like that, MVP, we mentioned um, Tiago's nominated as well as Yakimakis. I, I think it begs the question who realistically can win for Atlanta United? Um, I feel like Young Player of the Year, that could be Almada. Just yeah. what, what he's meant to Atlanta United. I feel like he's a runaway for that. MVP. I mean, should be in the MVP. I mean, the MVP. I mean, like, yeah. If, if if you're in, if you're considered in the MVP race, then Almada should be in the Young Player of the Year automatically. It, it, and should be in chance win to win. Player, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, There's, but yeah, a handful MVP, of MVPs. Seem like top five. Yeah. We like, have yeah, teams can nominate who they want. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's some that are super confusing. I think you're maybe going to hit on it. Um, but there's some that, you know, it, I think everybody that looks at maybe follows this this league even halfway is going to look at some of these names and be like, okay, well, that makes sense. But then, like you were saying, Sydney, you look at some coach of the year and you look at the, you know, the different nominees and everything. And it's like, there's no way that's happening. There's no way. Same thing with goalkeeper of the year. Like there's no way some of these guys have a chance. That's not winning. Timing was terrible. Again, again, it's, um, one of those idiosyncrasies. I love Brad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's one of those idiosyncrasies in MLS that maybe needs to be looked at, but I guess realistically, again, you know, we mentioned, Young Player of the Year, Tiago should win the end of Runaway, I would think. Newcomer of the Year, that's going to be a little bit interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, Messi might win it, <laughs> just because he's Messi. It's but stupid. It's stupid of, if yeah. he wins it. There that's should be a game, a game's played limit. Like that, I'm, I understand people come in late in the transfer window, but he didn't even play 
half the a quarter of the season. Get, and League's Cup doesn't count. Well, he's League's barely Cup should not be counting. That's the thing. Right. Get if he went if he <laughs> shut it down. Just shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Done with it. So you know, one that really interests me, actually, and normally I don't care much about it because I'm just like, oh, it's Miles Robinson. But the defender of the year category, you have Miles who's nominated, but you also have Brooks Lennon, which I think is really interesting. Because his game has evolved. Oh, for sure. His game has evolved so much in in this year in both ways. Obviously, he's especially recently since the the summer transfer window. You know, we've seen him kind of pushing up, and I mean, he had that opportunity against Columbus very early on, where he ghosted in from. I mean, he's a right back, and the next thing you know, he's floating into the box on the left side and putting in a shot, and you know, barely misses it. That would have completely changed that game but when you talk to when we talk to Pineda at the training ground and after matches sometimes I mean he always always points out Brooks Lennon's defensive capabilities and points out like you know Lennon will sit down with with the the coaching staff and go over video not just of himself but of some of the best right backs and defenders in the world to learn and see what he needs to do better to to elevate his game and we know how much he wants to be um, a part of the national team again. And I think like, I mean, he's, he's making a case for himself. Absolutely. So I would, I would really, really like to see him kind of be on that, that shorter short list for defender of the year. I think he will. And not to get too off topic, but you know, if Kazan retires, I don't know if you don't give him the arm man in 2024, to be honest with you. Just based on tenure alone, I guess, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't panic, really. Um, as he holds himself accountable, he holds his teammates accountable. So I don't know if you don't give him the yarn band, make him captain in 2024, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. But um, yeah, what do you think the odds are Brad's back? Floor, to five. A percentage? 50-50 um, probably. 50-50. That, that's an easy answer. Tyler, don't give me 50-50. Give me, give me some controversial. I was going to say, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you some controversial. I was going to say like 25% that he's back. I think so. I said 30. Yeah. yeah I'm leaning toward, yeah, I'm leaning toward no. Um, but so 49. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it is an interesting comment and it's definitely one we're going to have on this show in the off season yeah. for sure, because it's going to be silly season and everything else. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is not going to be so much, what Brad wants to do. I mean, that's definitely gonna be a factor, but you have a, you have a different front office now, right? And Garth doesn't rub me as the type of guy that's just going to hold on to somebody for sentimental reasons. And I love Brad. He's the only surviving member of 2018. Right. But well, that played significant Tommy miles, but like he, he was there. He was a big part of it. Right. I just don't see this front office holding on to that, especially when you consider his age and everything else. Now I would love to see him come back as a, as a goalkeeping coach and assistant to Liam Curran, who's the current goalkeeping coach in some way, still be involved with the yeah, Academy to whatever. But I just don't know that he comes back as a player. Social media manager. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. I like it. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you mentioned that, but he was nominated for come at player. Of the what year. is coming? so? Yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty good shout of him winning that. Him and Miles and Lenny. Yeah, Miles. I would give that to Miles. I mean, I would give it. I mean, Miles Robinson, just you weren't sure how he was going to come back from that injury. And he came back and was starting from basically from the beginning, right? Yeah. 
almost. And then Brad, we got to remember too, Brad, it's so weird that this happened this season, but he also yeah. had another injury up in New York and then was back like in, what was it, less than a month? Like he was supposed to be out for like 80 it's days insane. or some, some crazy number. It's, and he's back a comeback like, player who also came back later. Yeah. Uh, award <laughs> champion. Player. <laughs> yeah. Two times. No, but um, yeah, exactly. No, but voting Sulphur right now to media and technical staff and players uh, closes October 23rd. The fan voting opens October 30th and closes November 6th. And yeah, they after November 6th, there'll be a top five and then the league will make its selections from there. So, some nice for Atlanta United. Don't give United the fans the, the power. Well, they'll, oh, they'll so have stupid. a partial vote. Oh. They'll have a no. partial vote. <laughs> no, because the entire world's going to vote for Messi. Ah, shut it down. <laughs> Turn it off. Shut it down. Messi, it's like all-star Messi's voting. And, and, you could break, and you could break that. Like, you know me voting, like things, like the algorithm, like they break and so that they have like an automated bot vote for Messi like every five minutes. And you've got every country voting for Messi on bots. Get out of here. Take it out. <laughs> Just give it to the media. <laughs> oh, fans are stupid i'm stupid idea. we're all stupid like we're just gonna vote for our own guys that's what happens like that's yeah. what you do atlanta united fans have never done that by the way never never years. never no now never. we're losing to miami in the entire world <laughs> voting for messi on everything <sighs> so one one story that i do want to get and i would i'm gonna see see if i can get some information about this so there's the uh one last one to talk about the Audi goals drive progress impact award. Yeah. Really fancy way. That's a long, that's a long trophy to put that entire thing on it. <laughs> but <laughs> the Atlanta representative nominee is Machop Chol. And I know Machop is very involved in the community. Uh, he's also, you know, with South Sudan, that's his, his home. That's who he plays yeah. for internationally. Yep. Very involved. Um, but I want to get, some information to find out like what specifically, you know, his, his community involvement, like what his project has been or whatever, because, you know, when we, my child is a super nice guy, super nice guy. You talk to him about South Sudan, he gets emotional, right? Um, mm. Loves his country, but he's been in Atlanta since he was two. So Atlanta is just as much of a home, right? I would love to get that information and just kind of find out like what, um, what the driving progress in the community is that he's kind of right. Pushed. Yeah, so. it might be out there, but um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, his connections to this country. So, I yeah, I'd like for you. I'd be interested to see um, what what that is that he's involved in. But uh, yeah, Stuver won it last year, so we'll see yeah. what is was it this year. Um, so he's up for it. Then I saw Alec Can up for it. And I see that. Cincinnati, yeah, a good friend. So and Darlington Nagby, Darlington Nagby too, With Columbus. So yeah. Award season is underway, and November sixth is when closing or you know what closes. So, you know, it makes me laugh about this really quick. What? Um, so I, when this first came out, like I think we all put out the tweets about like who, what, what Atlanta players were nominated. Um, there was two. <laughs> there were two categories that I don't think anybody put any information out about that I've seen anyway. It's. <laughs> MLS referee of the year and MLS assistant referee of the year. <laughs> and I'm not trying to dog on them, but man, like you can't get fine dog on them. Now you're right. You're right. Well, I mean, now we got Pineda doing it. So I'm just let him have his voice and just go in on people. But no, yeah, exactly. It's John Freeman, Victor Rivas and Ted uncle are the three for referee of the year. Uncle's still so, alive. 
Wow. He's still around? Still well, yeah. not, well, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, like, yeah. relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like around. dead. He's real around. Like, that's how I just say, like, oh, it's still per- he's still alive? Cool. Yeah. Albert Levine's, no, Albert but- Levine's still alive. Right. Is she? <laughs> or is For she? real and real. <laughs> is she? Mm. Yeah. So... That's, that's, next a, that's a show for that's a show for the off season. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All the conspiracies currently going on in the world. Let's talk about them on patreon.com slash carbs and spikes. Yeah. <laughs> slash Avril Levine. Slash Avril. Right. Yeah. Um, um guys, I'm looking forward to next week. Um we'll have a match to talk about the final match of the regular season, and then after that we'll be in playoff mode. So SC Cincinnati on the twenty first decision day i'm Elena going well you're yep. going you'll be there so mm-hmm. elaine that will be learning their postseason opponents probably opponent probably and you know let's hope that after that there are plenty of matches to talk about and not just two matches to discuss we also need to go back to our one of our first episodes where we spoke about our predictions for where they would mm-hmm. end up yeah. I, I want to say I said fifth. I know a lot of people were saying fourth, sixth, but I want to go back so we can we can bring that back up and, and bring the receipts and everything. Um, and then maybe I'll get this last one right so I can yeah. tie Tommy for the the other <laughs> prediction race. We've got one game left. If yeah, not, I win. Back. Yeah. The golden prediction trophy going to yeah. <laughs> maybe Tommy. Um, See, what's the tiebreaker, though? Coin flip. Playoffs. Goal differential playoffs, yeah, maybe. I like that better than a coin flip because I'm going to lose that every time. <laughs> you do not have the luck of the Irish going on. No. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks, guys. As always, uh, scarsandspikes.com, patreon.com slash scarsandspikes, all that fun stuff. And I think we're done. You guys got anything? any closing thoughts before we head out? I was told I was supposed to do a birthday shot on on this. That was what I was told. So I brought right. my, my green. I brought my Green Ranger. Uh, my Green Ranger shot glass. What's in there? Wayne Gretzky uh, whiskey. Oh. And what is since it? I'm 40, you know, I uh, I had to drink out of the Green Ranger thing, and I had to bring my morpher. <laughs> <laughs> now you would think that I've had this since I was a child. But one night drinking about three weeks ago, yes, I bought the the green Power Ranger Morpher because his name was Tommy. So I just had to bring it all into to, to this. And uh, <laughs> let's go Atlanta United. Yeah, we've had some good let's show go. and tell lately. Almost. Sydney, it's your turn next. What are you bringing next time? Um, well, my birthday's in May, so I'll, I'll need to think about it. Well, that's okay. I mean, you, you can bring you anything you want next week. <laughs> oh, next bring week, you mean? Yeah. yeah, just bring whatever you want. Oh, okay, okay. I'll think I look, on it. I mean, I'll think on it. <laughs> no fireball it. shots, Bruno. Probably no, probably no alcohol, but um, I'll think on it. That's okay. Look, I brought Yoshi onto the the show before, so I mean, everything's I game. Won't be here next. <laughs> I won't be here next week, by the way. So, oh. Tyler, Tommy, alone. I'll be here the week after. Though, so, holding it down. Yes. So, all right, cool. I think. Yeah, it does it. It feels weird not ending one of these on predictions, but we have another week left. But mm-hmm. go support all of our international players in their international duties, but especially Caleb Wiley and Miles Robinson. Um, get them going. Watch at least the U.S., maybe not Caleb Wiley, but at least you can watch Miles against yep. Germany and Ghana. Ghana. 
So well, thanks guys. And, we, and, and we've got to go. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Tommy has some and happy birthday steaks to go cook. Hit the music, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to Bradley Art Phillips again for coming. Yeah, on. thank you. Really 100%. appreciate the conversation with him, and yeah, really appreciate you guys watching and listening. And we'll see you next time. Cincinnati coming up. Scarvesandspikes.com. Go check it out. Yes. And I'm gonna need a vacuum to get up all this freaking confetti. <laughs> gonna go (laughs) (laughs) we got after dark early i've peaked